You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Well, hey everyone, my name is Pastor Daniel Williams with Redemption Church, and we have a mission to proclaim Jesus to you, to pursue and proclaim Jesus. And one of the ways we pursue God together is through His Word. And so we do this through weekly sermons on Sunday, but also uh, weekly messages throughout the week, these live devotionals for you. And so we love sharing God's Word, uh, personally teaching you, Uh, What's going on in my life to be able to just give you the overflow of what God's teaching me uh, has been really beneficial and fruitful for me. So thanks for joining, for watching, for listening to being a part of these live devotionals. And if they're a blessing to you, feel free to share them with your family, with your friends, subscribe, hit the notifications, whether it be on YouTube or on our uh, audio platforms. Uh, We're just glad that you're here. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 8 is where I find myself again. The last devotional, I found myself there because the the people of Israel were asking for a king and they wanted to be like the other nations. And how many of you guys know it's not great trying to be like someone else? Uh, And so we learned an important lesson, but there was one more important lesson from 1 Samuel chapter 8 that I want to draw out to your attention today as we get into God's word. And I want to talk to you today about uh, and just sort of discuss about God's timing, God's timing of things. Uh, it's ironic that this is actually a topic that many of us struggle with because God is outside of time. He's the Alpha and Omega, right? He knows from the beginning, from the end, and his timing is always perfect. We see that in scripture. One example of this is Jesus and how he came as man, God with us, a fully God coming fully man. And the way and manner of which he did it, it was the perfect timing. Galatians 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 4 through 5, talk about this, that it was God's unique, perfect timing that Jesus came at the right moment, the right time. And it shows us that God has a plan. We need to have this perspective in our mind because oftentimes we have a plan which contradicts God's plan. You see, we want the easy thing, the thing that's quick, the thing that's now. And God's plan is usually a little longer um, than our plan. And he tells us to wait. In fact, our Christian faith demands that we have patience and trust in him. Uh, And it's quite hard to wait. Um, We want things now, immediate. And our timing is always the easiest path. Man, God doesn't always give us the easiest path. Uh, God wants us to wait. And he actually says that when we wait upon him, we'll renew our strength, that it's good for our faith. It's part of the fruit of the spirit to have patience uh, as we abide in him. And sometimes even that God's timing helps us to abide in him because we realize we are not God and he is. And so um, God is patient. God is patient. I want to remind you of that today uh, as we get in the subject of God's timing, because I think most of the time we thank God for his patience when it comes to us personally, that he, that he saved us, that he spared us, that he gives mercy and he, and he, and he walks with us in our struggle and is very patient and a loving God. But yet when we apply his patience to our situations, it can make us mad. Uh, we struggle when we have to wait for God's sovereignty of working out his plan in other people's lives. Like, right, Isn't don't things just revolve around us? But that's not how it works. Sometimes in our prayers, God doesn't tell us a no or a yes. He just says, wait. He's working out his sovereign plan and his good plan for his glory. And sometimes that requires certain things to happen in a certain way. So today I want to encourage you to wait on God's perfect timing in our lives. And that's the thing that got me thinking about this. In 1 Samuel chapter 8, Warren Wiersbe had a quote as I was just meditating on this chapter. Um, he says this, The greatest judgment God can give us 
is to let us have our own way. Let me repeat that. The greatest judgment God can give us is to let us have our own way. There's another verse in Psalm 106.15 that says that God, he gave them their request, the people of Israel, so sent, but he sent leanness into their souls. God gave them their request. They were requesting a king, but then he sent leanness into their souls. Their request actually didn't benefit their life. They got what they wanted. Have you ever thought about if God gave you what you wanted in your timing, it may actually be worse for you and for your life and for faith. Sometimes it isn't our requests that are wrong, but it's the timing that's wrong. Sometimes getting what we want is just the wrong timing, which actually means it's bad for us to get what God wants for us. Uh, Have you thought about these things lately? I think about these things, God's timing and his delay of my prayers often as it frustrates me thinking about it. Uh, I think that if um, I'm in God's will, he'll just do whatever I say now. But the reality is our faith actually teaches us the opposite. God is sovereign. And when we pray, we're aligning our hearts to his saying, not my will, but your will be done. And not just for the request, but for the way that God wants to answer that request. If I'm honest, reason I get upset about God's timing is because I have to wait and I'm selfish. I don't want to wait. It's hard. You may experience this. If you're single, it's probably hard for you to wait for a spouse. But can you imagine if you just settled and married the wrong person? Maybe it's God's grace. Maybe he doesn't want to give you what you desire right now because it's not the right time for you. We have to practically trust Jesus. We have to practically trust him with our request, but also his timing. Because again, that quote from Warren Wearsby, the greatest judgment God can give us sometimes is to let us have our own way for us to have it now. And this point is illustrated in the nation of Israel in, as they requested their first king in 1 Samuel chapter 8. The nation requested a king from God um, and they wanted to be like other nations. Now that was their first problem. That was our last devotional, right? They're comparing themselves, which Paul says is not wise. Uh, they, they, they wanted... Uh, um, they wanted a plan according they wanted to plan according to being someone else that God didn't call them to be. God called them to be holy, a separate nation. He was going to rule and reign through judges and then give them kings in 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 their future. But they wanted a king now. They wanted uh, not God to rule over them, but a king. And so um they request a king, but yet God says that they sinned and gave them what they wanted. And they got Saul, which he was not a good king. In fact, Samuel warns them and says, man, this king's going to take, 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 take. Um, Are you sure you want this king? And they said, yes, we want it now. We don't care about the consequences. Let me just say, that is not a healthy place to be. When you don't care about the consequences, you want things now your way. When you feel entitled and you want it now, despite trusting God's timing. Now, they had some good reason to want a king because I feel like God promised them a king. I was reading the commentary and there's, uh, this is what it said. There is evidence that in the Pentateuch, the Torah, that Israel would one day have a king. In fact, God promised Abraham, Sarah, and Jacob that kings would be among their descendants. Genesis chapter 17, Genesis chapter 35, verse 11. And Jacob, he had named Judah as the kingly tribe in Genesis 49, 10. So having a king was actually a part of God's promise and covenant to them that there would be some kings that would rule and that would reign. Moses prepared the nation for a king when he spoke to the new uh, generation, preparing them to enter into the promised land in Deuteronomy chapter 17, verses 14 through 21. 
But it wasn't the king that was a problem. It was their timing. Now, you see, it'd been years since Genesis, Exodus, and Joshua, right? This is no longer the first five books of the Bible, of Torah. This is years and years and years. Uh, judges had come along. Uh, they had been free as a people. They entered the promised land. Judges were ruling and reigning. They wanted a king, and they were tired of waiting. They weren't patient. So the people, at the time where Samuel was the prophet and the judge, uh, they said, enough is enough. We're not waiting for God's timing on a king. We're going to want a king. Give us a king. Samuel then warns them as a good man of God, prophet saying, listen, he'll take your sons. He'll take your daughters. It will crush your labor. All this service. Are you sure you want a king? And their attitude is, we don't care. We want it now. Warren Wiersbe said this. It wasn't Israelites request for a king. That was the greatest sin. It was their insisting that God give them a king immediately. Man, I just want to be honest. I've been there. God, give it to me now. Why am I going through this suffering? Do I still have to have faith? Why isn't my savings account larger? Why do still I? Why do? Why are we still struggling as a church? Why is this problem still happening? Why do I struggle with this sin? God, what about right now? Why can't you just do it? You know, when recently God freed me. I think, at least I pray about one big burden on my heart was to be on Sunday mornings as a church. And I just wrestled with God. I just, man, God, I know that you want us and you're going to make a place and you're going to give us back to a Sunday morning spot, but I need to wait on your timing. I was being impatient. It was causing a lot of frustration, but through prayer, I just realized God has given us the gift of a space of the people in our church. And the ministry that we have is what from him. I need to trust that he knows what he's doing. And if he doesn't want us on a Sunday morning, um, and he doesn't want us on a Sunday morning. I need to trust in that. It's been a common frustration because in the last seven years, we've moved as a church ten, uh, seven times. And so in the last 10 years, moving seven times can be frustrating. Why don't I have a building, God? Why isn't this happening? Don't you want a place for your people? But yet he's faithful and provided and used our ministry to bear fruit. And I think about this as I go to see the beautiful people in our church and the struggles they deal with and the maturity that happens. It takes a time to walk with people and to see them mature. It takes time for restoration. I want God to work in their life amazingly now. I want to study and prepare a message, and I want that message to hit their hearts, and then everything for me to change. But I've learned that it takes time to walk with people and to pour God's word and to pour love and to be patient with people. And God knows, and he is working, and he's working in our church. You know, we've been on Sunday nights. We're doing online uh, midweek studies. God's working. People are hearing. I'm glad that you're listening. God knows what he's doing. We have to trust him in that. I have to continually remind myself of this as I've been praying for spiritual awakening in Delray Beach. You know, I believe that God has called my family specifically to Delray Beach for a specific reason. And it, and I realize that revival and spiritual awakening may not come even in my lifetime because it's not up to me in my timing. If it was, if it was, I would have had spiritual awakening 10 years ago when I first entered into this city. But it doesn't work that way. God knows what he's doing. I'm going to trust him and I'm going to serve him. and I'm going to enjoy him in the midst of waiting. Because if I can wait on him, I'll get strength. I'll be renewed. I'll, I'll have fruit in my life. And so I have to pray and I have to ask God, help me, Lord, even though when I don't see it, that I can trust you that you are working. Because patience and trust is a part of our faith. It's a virtue that we need. We must especially have faith to wait on God. And God wants to use some of these frustrating things in your life to minister to you, to build your character, for you to have fruit, and for you to grow in patience as well. 
Commentary, Warren Wiersbe, he said, The Lord had a king in mind for them, David the son of Jesse, but the time wasn't right for him to appear. You could imagine this boy, this David was even a boy. So the Lord gave them their request by appointing Saul to be king, and he used Saul to chasten the nation and prepare for David, the man of his choice. The fact that Saul was from the tribe of Benjamin and not from Judah is evidence enough that he was never expected to establish a dynasty in Israel. Hosea chapter 13 verse 11 speaks about the situation and the Lord says, So in my anger I gave you a king, and in my wrath I took him away. Sometimes it's not always best to get what we want, but it is best to wait upon God. May you be encouraged by that. May you wait on God's timing today. Even when you disagree, even when you want things now or delayed, God has a perfect time as, as well as a perfect way. We need to be careful when asking God for things, but we also not just trust for his provision, but for his timing. It was the perfect time that Jesus came and he will come to our situation in the perfect time and he will never leave us or forsake us. He'll walk with us in the hardship to grow our faith so that we can bear fruit and even have patience and joy and peace through our suffering as we wait, we'll be renewed because God is with us. So wait on the Lord today. Know that God's timing is a part of the path of our walk with the Lord. And may he give us all patience as he continually works out his perfect plan in our lives. Hope that was a blessing to you, man. Again, thank you so much for letting me process and pray through things that God is teaching me and sharing the word, the nation of Israel. They, uh, Man, they were disappointed and they lost their, they breached their act of faith because they lost uh, trust in waiting on God's timing. May we not do so. May we continue to trust God. Uh, and if he's given breath in our lungs to praise his name, to trust him, to bring him glory. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He's at work in your life. And I'm glad to be a part of it. So thank you so much for listening to this live devotion. And we will see you on the next video.